1: Love First Christian Center. It's time for Dr. Jomo Cousins on
2: Fresh Wing Radio. God has told you to step out, but you have not moved. You're waiting for him to show himself. And he said to me, he says, God will not step in until you step out. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but some of you are asking God for move, and God has said, show me some faith. We hope you're excited to hear God's word today
1: on Fresh Wind Radio. We've got some incredible opportunities lined up for you later on in the broadcast to support this radio ministry. But for now, let's get straight to the word with Dr. Jomo Cousin. God is doing something.
2: Today I'm, I'm doing part nine of how to hear God, and I think I may be done with this series unless God tells me to continue, but today we're going to delve into how God will speak to you through godly messengers, godly messengers. And uh, last week I was talking about vision and how I was working on the plans uh, for, the, for the next building. Now some will say to me, Pastor, we, 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 you know, we've just been in this building for eight months, why are you working on new plans? Well, I've learned this. When I hear God's voice, I just obey. Amen, amen, amen. So uh, these are the new plans. Amen. That's 1,500 people on the floor. There's a balcony. There's a fellowship hall. And uh, then the, the second floor is the, uh, the mezzanine. That's 500 more people. And then there's three floors on the back. And, uh, and Pastor... You, Pastor, um, what's on the third floor? I don't even know. Uh, Second floor, I don't even know. Uh, But what I do know is uh, the Bible says to write the vision, make it plain. Uh, So what I do, I'll keep looking at it Uh, because, see, I don't know who God's going to call to pay for it. If you're here, be obedient. (laughs) But but I I don't know who God's going to call. But need to hear i'm just being obedient to voice so last sunday i left here about 3 30 i had to be at another church at four o'clock that church service there started at four ended at what time should i go 8 30 8 30 yes lord jesus <laughs> and uh so my my intention my everyone say my intention my intention was, I told the, the pastor, I love the brother, good brother. Uh, he called, and he said, you know, Pastor Jomo, can you come? It's my first anniversary. i really like you to come. I said, okay. Uh, I'm wrestling with it. I said, no, I'll come. Now, here are my requirements. I usually don't have requirements, but after three services, I have, everyone say, requirements. I say, uh, brother, I, I need to be first. I need to pray, and I, I won't stay, but I'll leave an offering. Amen. I'll, I'll do that. Uh, but, But... Uh, as I'm waiting there, I, I, I chose the seat on the corner closest to the door. Uh, hallelujah. Some of y'all do that in church right now. Uh, uh, <clears throat> you park right at the end of the road. I see y'all heathen. Uh, <laughs> anyway, to God be the glory. I ain't mad at you. You're strategic. Uh, so I took the, the seat, and then uh, I, I said, you know what? There's a lady sitting there holding a seat. I say, sister, can you move over one seat? because uh, I want the very corner seat, because I got to go. She said, well, uh, I'm holding it for my, my 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 husband. I said, well, I can't win that battle, to God be the glory. So then I, I went to the second row and the corner. So I sat there, and a lady came and said, uh, Pastor Cousins, uh, we want you to sit up front. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm waiting, and I think we, we got a little off course on time. And now I said, okay, Lord. And then they said, Pastor, uh, we rearranged the order. Uh, after praise and worship, <laughs> after praise and worship, then you can pray. <sighs> Hallelujah. And then I saw Sevago, Then I saw Pastor Taylor. Then I saw this person, that person. I said, now. I assume all these people are going to bless us in song. <laughs> and my, mouth, my, 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 my mind started calculating. I know Shavag going to do a song and a half. Cause he, you know, he's going to make up a song on the end. And then I, I know Pastor Taylor, he's going to start dancing. And I'm going I start going through the whole list. I said, Lord Jesus, I ain't going to go home tonight. And uh, so the man of God got up finally. It was probably 536, he got up. And he's he's saying, God bless you, God bless you. And then he starts off his message with Pastor Jomo. I said, hi, dog. He said, I got a word for you. So he starts his sermon with me. Me who's trying to leave. So at that point, I don't leave because he's talking about so as I'm preparing a message on people speaking to you from God, God says, message. And I said, I said, well, I guess I'm going to be here until till we end. <laughs> we, we, I probably got home 11 o'clock. What time do you get home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know I got here at 5 something, about 6 o'clock. Mm Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Hey, hey, look, hey, look. Shavago, don't answer no questions for her, okay? Look, we in agreement. Amen. I'm going to tell your wife 11. I'm going to tell you 11. These heathen up in here trying. I can't believe you. In church, too. She need to be saved. Mm. I'm speaking on vision and how God speaks to you. And I get there and a man of God speaks to me. And at the end of this service, uh, you're going to hear it because we recorded it just so so y'all know I'm not lying. Um, And as I I delve into this word today, I realized that the reason why we're here was because a man at a yard sale came and gave me a word. He said, he came out of a car. He said, I got a word for you. And I said, okay, okay. But he talked to me last. Uh, He talked to Melissa. He talked to Pastor Tommy. He talked to my wife. He talked to Dr. Frank. Who else was there, Frank? It was, he talked to Nalomi, And he said to all these people. Then all of a sudden, he looked at me and stopped at me He said, you. Then he said, Frank, you. I said, Lord, what do I do now? He says, you the thinker. He says, you have been disobedient. He says, uh, God has told you to step out, but you have not moved. You're waiting for him to show himself. And he said to me, he says, God will not step in until you step out. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but some of you are asking God for moving. God has said, show me some faith. I've been talking to you for a long time, but you ain't stepped out yet. There's some businesses he taught you to step out into. You haven't moved yet. There's some stuff he's supposed to be writing, but you ain't stepped out. And there's some some stuff that he talked to you, but you haven't moved. And you're asking God to move on your behalf. But understand, there's certain times that God expects you to move and walk by faith. Whoo! My God. Today, a prophet, Nathan, has a job to tell King David something. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. 2 Samuel chapter 12. Now, understand, this is King David. This is the warrior king. This is the king that killed Goliath. He could blink his eye and you're dead. This is, this is David. This is a bad boy. Praise God. David's a bad man. So now you have to go tell David what he's about to tell him. Let's jump in. It says, first, uh, 2 Samuel 12, 1, says, And the Lord sent Nathan the prophet to David. He came and said to him, There were two men in the city, one rich and the other poor. He's speaking a parable. The rich man had a very large number of flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing but one little elam, which he had purchased and nourished, and it grew up together with him and his children. It ate at his table, drank from his cup, it lay in his arms, and it was like a daughter to him. Now a traveler, a visitor, came to the rich man, and to avoid taking one of his own flock or herd to prepare a meal for the traveler, who had come to him, he took the poor man's ye lamb and prepared it for his guests. Be careful when you got too much stuff. I've learned when you get too much stuff, you get real stingy. Okay, let me give you a better example. Have you, anybody has that child that has 1,500 toys? And when one, one other child comes to the house and play with the one toy, they have a fit. Anybody know this child? Raise your hand if y'all know this child. They got all these other toys. But if you play with my special toy... Now, that's what kids do, but we're not, we're not kids, right? You're listening to Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins.
1: Dr. Cousins will be back in just a moment with more fresh perspective from God's never-changing word. In the meantime, we wanted to let you know that you can hear our current series and many others by logging on to our website at freshwindradio.com.
2: Be careful when you got too much stuff. I've learned when you get too much stuff, you get real stingy. Okay, let me give you a better example. Have you, anybody has that child that has 1,500 toys and one, one other child come to the house and play with the one toy? They have a fit. Anybody know this child? Raise your hand if y'all know this child. They got all these other toys. But if you play with my special toy, now that's what kids do. But we're not, we're not kids, right? Uh, then David's anger burned intensely against the man, and he said, Nathan, as the Lord lives, the man who has done this deserves to die. Be careful when you start putting sentences out. <laughs> it might be you. Everyone say grace. Yeah, I'm slow. I'm slow. I don't know the whole story. I don't want to say nothing. I don't know the whole story. Huh. <gasps> He says, "And he shall make restitution for the ye lamb four times as much as the lamb was worth, because he did this thing and had no compassion." Okay, praise God. Next slide. Next slide. Now look at this. I love this. this. Is Matthew seven, Matthew seven, three and five, three through five. Excuse me. Look what it says. Church, let's read it together. Y'all ready? Why do you look at the insignificant speck that's in your brother's eye? But do not notice and acknowledge the egregious log that's in your own eye. Or how can you say to your brother, let me get the speck out of your eye when there's a log in your own eye? You hypocrite, play actor, pretender. First get the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out your brother's eye. Look at your neighbor and say, I think you got a log in your eye. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, I, I, I think you got a log in your eye. Uh, come on, sir. I think you got a log in both eyes. Uh, praise God. Uh, you, you <clears throat> Lord Jesus. Josiah, my young prince, we were in a car this week going to Tallahassee, highest of Seven Hills, the home of the Rattlers. All right, I'm leave alone. So Josiah was telling that Jomo was being a bully, okay? Jomo is uh, 17 years old, and Josiah is 8 years old. Uh, If if you ever had an older brother uh, or sister, they have a propensity to dictate certain things to you. Do I have any witnesses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a brother. One of my brothers had me hold my hand on my nose. you think it's easy. But after a while, your arms start hurting. And then, you know, all these things they do to me. So Josiah, Josiah said that uh, Jomo is a bully. And I said, okay, Josiah, that's a good word. I appreciate it. Use the right context. Glory to God. And I said, Josiah, um, when you go in the back and take the remote away from Jemiah and turn her channel, what's that? Oh, forget it. <laughs> Even him, the eight-year-old, knows. Be careful when you start telling on somebody, because you might be talking about. Be careful, be careful, be careful when you bully people. Because one thing I realized, nobody likes to be bullied. But just because you got a job title, and now you can bully at jobs, and you come home, and you bashful. But you're an animal at work. And you wonder why it seems like it don't work out for you. You reap what you sow. Be careful overanalyzing people. I know me being pastor, sometimes I overanalyze my wife. I do. You need to do this and you need to do that. And every now and then I get into a little fit with myself. And then I talk to God about it. And God pulls out the big screen TV. And he said, Jomo, remember that? (laughs) Jomo, remember that? You know what, Lord? I think I have enough specks in my eye. (laughs) Don't worry about what I was talking about. I was just kidding. (laughs) Because we all have issues and flaws. So so as David was saying, I'm going to kill that person, look what what Nathan tells him. Then Nathan said to David, you are the man. If I I knew he was talking about me, I wouldn't have said, kill him. Because see, the king has the ability that his word is law. But he didn't know he was talking about himself. Now look what Nathan says. You're the man, says the Lord, the God of Israel. Two things about when a word comes to you from a man uh, that's sent by God or a woman who's sent by God. It will do two things. It will confirm something or it will confront something. Two things it will do. It's going to confirm it or confront you. And if you get confronted, just receive it. Amen? Amen? Every now and then, God got to bust your upside head. It's either going to confirm what you already knew it's going to confront something you don't want to deal with. Ooh. Mm-hmm, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, look what God says to Nathan. I anointed you king. He said, you, you forgot who did that for you. Then he says, I spared your life when Saul tried to kill you. Saul tried to kill you a couple times. You know who did that? That was me. You know the reason why you got that job? That was me. The reason why you didn't get in the car accident? That was me. The reason why you don't have AIDS right now? That was... I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand right now. Just keep your hand down. And just say, thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord Jesus. He says, I also gave you your master's house. He said, the house you in, I gave you. Have you forgot that? And he says, look. And I put your masses wives into your care, under your protection. I gave you the house, a royal dynasty of israel and judah and if if, if that had been too little, I would have given you but why I, did you I, have to do it this way? We have a family member, and uh <laughs> uh he's very technical he he, he He has all this computer knowledge, and he could get all this equipment for free. He works at a great company, and when you work at these companies, they'll give you whatever you need for free. And uh, his son decides that he wants to take something. Now, his daddy can get it to him for what? Everyone say free. Homeboy goes to, I forgot the name of the store. Best Buy? He went to Best Buy. Was it a cord, babe? He went to Best Buy and stole a computer cord that his dad would have gave him to him for what? That would be a bad story. But then he ran. Then there was a police chase. Then he wrecked his mama car. During the police chase. Then he get arrested. Then he get charges for theft resisting the rest and your mama car total. I think the cord costs $12. <laughs> and Nathan is saying to David, you got thousands of lambs. You just couldn't give up one? Was that really a good Decision. Sometimes in life, we can't even see that oftentimes we trip over pennies, missing dollars. God has some stuff for you, but you can't get over a dime. The dime got you twisted. And God is saying, I got so much more for you, but yet you can't trust me on this level. So he's telling Dad, why would you do this? Because my wife and I, we discussed it. I said, now, how he do that? And from that point on, his life has not been the same. You're not going to fool God. <laughs> and he'll send somebody to talk to you. But what we do, we deny and deflect. Not Amy, ain't me. No. No it's you. you
1: thank you, Jesus.
2: I, I wasn't expecting no shouting today. I ain't worried about y'all. Right after Thanksgiving, I'm coming right on in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would have given you much more. Look what he says. Why have you despised the word of the Lord by doing evil in my sight? Look, brothers and sisters, I know that you don't think you're going to get away with it. But everything we do, God sees. He sees. So even me, I'm very cognizant. I I tell my wife, I said, "Man, I'm just not trying to mess this thing up. I know God's on my life. I'm not trying to mess it up." He said, "Pastor, why do you say that?" Because all throughout the Bible, I see people do what. It's not a lack of intelligence. It's just at some point they lose focus, and I I just want to stay in the wheel. Glory to God. He says, "Look, you have struck down Uriah. Not now." He says, "What you did, and now God is going to break it down to make sure He know He saw what He did." You struck down Uriah, the Hittite, with the sword, and you have taken his wife to be your wife. You have killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. Now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from your house because you have despised me and have taken a wife, Uriah, the Hittite, to be your wife. He so he's saying that what you did, I'm going to multiply it in your house. Galatians chapter 6 says this, do not be misled. You cannot mock the just of God. You will always harvest what you plant. You know, every now and then, people do things to uh, me or other people. And they'll say, Pastor, how do you handle that? I said, I don't. Because, see, there's a thing called seed, time, and harvest. (laughs) You lie on me, don't worry. Somebody's going to be lying on you. (laughs) You steal, don't worry. Somebody's going to steal your stuff. Because that's the harvest. So when a person leaves you with a bad harvest... Don't say nothing to You know what? God bless you. Because guess what? You have started a chain reaction that you can't stop. And it's going to come back to you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So I don't stress it. Amen. To God be the glory. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Why? Because I understand there's a harvest attached to it. So that's why you don't get caught up with people when they mess you up or do some things for you. Don't worry